everybody, and welcome to part two of the season six premiere episode. If you part have two, come here first. Go ahead and go back, hit that part one, listen, and then you can come back and join us for the rest of the goodies because we talked all about the George stuff first. So you're gonna wanna hit that up. Bring real some quick. tissues. <laughs> some important <laughs> stuff over there in that one. And now we're gonna do everything else, but. We are going to start with everyone's favorite segment. Living in Chandaland. <laughs> Living in Chandaland! I was like... I forgot yeah, I, I have to say the name. I was like, why is he not singing? For fuck's sake. I needed your permission with I the know. announcement sorry, to be full. Oh, also I'm like before. I'm emotionally drained because it's really sad. And then also weird just I was looking at a picture of Travis Kelsey in the interim time. So I guess my mind is elsewhere. Anyways. Also, wait. So before, so I'm like sitting there. We, we were like talking. We're like, okay. So do we want to like talk about something and then go into living in Shauna Land? And Kelsey's like, no, let's just do it. And I just go, gosh, if people listen from part one to part two, it's gonna be just like weepy, 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 sad. Carmen yells at us, and then it's Shauna Land. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, so, it's also anyways. gonna feel wildly unnecessary because there's no one in Shondaland yeah, again. Y- and oh I went through gosh. so many people. There are a lot of extra people in this episode. Yeah, and not a single one of them was in Shondaland. I'm shocked that Ceviche wasn't one of them. Yeah, goodness, disrespectful. It was a lot yeah. of people. All right, and not a single one was in another episode of anything. Okay. Yeah, I um. I don't even feel bamboozled anymore because I'm giving the people what they want. Yeah, yeah. We gotta have that song. We gotta have that moment of levity in the yeah. in the George. But it's sadness. also it's the it's the payoff because of all the hard work that you put into it. Mm. So that's true. That if it's not I, even if it's not for me, it's, it's for you. It's my payment. Yeah, you, <laughs> speaking of payment, go to our Patreon, <laughs> please. Um. Okay. If Let's you haven't already watched, <laughs> go to go to the, go to our reel on our on our Instagram page gra- yeah. at Gray's Academy Pod. Get that new reel. Watch my reaction. There's probably going to be more clips because there's another part. Yeah, I there's think there's one I have to put together too. So the, for context, as soon as Weber said that he gave George the day off to go and tell his mom he enlisted, I paused. And I was annoyed because I was like, oh, well, fuck, they used, they wasted a whole day of planning for his intervention. And as soon as I said they wasted the whole day for his intervention, that's when I was like, oh, my fuck, this is George. And then there's another clip that Kelsey may have to edit and share later on. But when, when, uh, what? Izzy's wishes are being ignored. Yeah, Izzy's wishes are, I stand up, I get so upset, and I walk away from the TV, so... I turn. I physically turn the TV off and walk away. So, anyways, oh, good times. Good times. Carmen is. He has a flair for the dramatics. As do I. <laughs> There's no shame in it. Oh, I it don't. bonds us. Yes. Um. Okay. Should we talk about the funeral first? Mm. I had to get a sip of my fresca to say yeska. Let's talk about nice. this funeral. So. First of all, I read there's a deleted scene where Callie says that she can't go to George's sur- George's funeral because she has like an emergent surgery. So that's why Callie isn't there, which feels fucked up to me. But I'm not a doctor. Yes. So after really all, know. after all that stuff that we see on her emotional journey, yeah, 
not know. getting Just to put her ex-husband like in the ground. Yeah. Um. Anyways, okay. So we just wanted to address that first before we get get going on the funeral. They're there. Fucking Amanda. Fucking Amanda's there. Sobbing. My first note about this, because I had to make a whole new tab just for George's funeral, was in all caps, why is this girl there? And why is she still so sad? Mm-hmm. It's just... They must be paying this girl a lot of money to cry for these yeah. episodes. And she's not even... And she doesn't come back. She disrespects George's character so much that she's not living in Shondaland. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's dumb. Uh, Izzy kind of, like, bends down. And I guess Alex at first thinks she's crying. And she, like, excuses herself. And so then Alex, Christina, and Meredith follow her. And they get behind some like mausoleum and she bursts out laughing and they're like, what is happening? I will say there was a previous episode. I think she was talking to Denny. Maybe I don't, she's talking to someone and she says, I'm the kind of person who laughs at funerals. She did it. She did do that. That's right. They kept it true. That's a callback. Wow. Over my head. I did not get that. Um, so yeah, that was, I wanted to note that. Um, also too. So, yeah, she's like, fucking Amanda won't shut up. The priest is saying rock lyrics. And and I'm just laughing at all because George died. And isn't that hilarious? And I can't I got cancer and all this stuff. And it's it's a lot of time. It's a lot a lot of feelings. Again, I think that just goes back to the different. Alleys of grief that a person feels in a day. Yeah, they so they're all saying their thing. They just start hysterically laughing and crying all at the same time. The, wait, what does she say? That redhead is crying more than his mother. Yep. I got cancer. You got married on a post-it note. And then Alex goes, O'Malley got hit by a bus. And then they all laugh. Yeah. And then they stop. Yeah. Man. And I think the final thing is they say she never stops crying. Well, yeah, because then Amanda walks by crying. And so they start laughing again. (laughs) Yeah. Gosh. I do not look forward to the day. When one of my close friends dies. Yeah, I know. It made me, I had the same thought, honestly. I know it's morbid, but I was like, God, I can't deal with like losing, especially like so young. I mean, they say he's 29, so it's just like, we passed that. Yeah, we did. We made it. We made it to the 30s. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah, it's fucking brutal. There's also, I think about, just TV shows where we're someone who dies soon, mm-hmm. so soon, so young, yeah. right? The crazy thing is, is so Matthew Perry recently passed away, and we're right. out here saying dudes in his 50s or whatever, gone too soon, right? 29. Mm-hmm. And we've had kids die on this show, right? Too soon. No one's mm-hmm. doubting. No one's, no one's arguing that. The thing is, is George just hit his stride as a doctor. How many lives could he have saved? 
So good. I'm not saving lives. Yeah. But then we may I mean, be bringing joy to people's lives, but the honor honoring that by doing the organ donation. I right. feel like that's right. kind of how how he can continue to save lives even in death. So, I don't know. It's hard for sure. Well, any final thoughts with George? This is this is his these are these are for sure last episode, but kind of leading into this episode is uh it's the George O'Malley send-off episode. So, any final thoughts? Um well, I don't know if I really want to say, I mean, because the second one did air at the same time. So I feel like it's still kind of in the. In the, the next um, episode, next yeah, episode, the next episode be. aired together with this one. Um, so I don't want to say for sure. This is like the end of the grief um, because I do feel like. They because if you'll say if you'll notice it said like day one, day seven, day whatever. Yeah. That continues through the second episode. So I think they're kind of gauging their new thing, like their new, like time landmark, if that makes sense. Like, what is the word I'm looking for? Their time stamp there's, there's that they're going to like measure everything yeah. by is yeah. going to be before George died and after George died. And I think that's kind of like what this season premiere is setting up is like, this is the new way we're going to be measuring time is like, did that, was that something that happened before George died or is that something that happened after George died? Mm. Um, so I don't know for sure. I mean, I, it's been a while since I watched the second episode, but I don't want to say for sure that like, cause I think that it will still be something that they're reeling from and, and dealing with in that one. If so we'll this, do a final George send off thoughts next episode. If this motherfucker wakes up and comes <laughs> back to life, they, they gave his heart to someone else. I think you're safe. <laughs> we haven't seen it. Now. We didn't see it. We didn't see the physical surgery. They put did him we? in the ground. Oh yeah, that's right. I literally Jesus just said Christ. that. We just, yeah. Well, we didn't see it. They left the funeral before. We Herman, never physically saw him alive. go down. Okay. Okay. If Dr. Drake Ramore can come back. He did Anyone can come back. Oh, yeah, he did. Just kidding. Well, he didn't really. No, he came back he come with back Susan and... Sarandon's brain in his body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny. Gosh. Gold. All right, um, where to next, Captain? You know what? I want to hear your take on the Richard and Derek thing. I am very intrigued. So to recap, for those who don't remember, Derek is early on in the episode approached by the chairman of the board who says, do you want to be the next chief of surgery of Seattle Grace? And Derek basically plays both sides. He tells the, the board member, you know, let me think about it. And then he immediately goes to Richard and he's like, the board's planning a coup. They've already offered me your job. I've bought you some time, but you got to fucking do something if you want to keep your job. So I want to hear your thoughts on this. So I'm a little bit embarrassed to say the first time I heard it, I was like, wait, is that Weber's job? (laughs) Did I miss something? I had like a moment where I completely forgot anything about this show. And then I was like, well, is Weber the chief of medicine? No, surely he's the chief of surgery. And then I was like, okay, wait, hold on. No, something, something is afoot. Mm-hmm. Then I thought, is he stepping down and he told no one? And then when Derek is like, yo, they're planning a coup. And then he goes, for, for my job? For my chief of surgery job? Mm-hmm. That's, I was like, oh, no, he's not. This is uh, this is bad. This is bad things. Not yeah. good. So 
I, uh, to Derek's credit, it's not doing anything wrong. Yeah. Because he let, he let Weber know he is buying him time. He's doing all the right things. He's showing respect, but also he's got to protect his career and his legacy. Right. Although I would imagine Derek probably makes more as his neurosurgeon than as chief of surgery. I don't know. I don't know how the hierarchy in hospitals work exactly. But when I think more about it, I kind of go to that scene later on where they're like, I, he's like, I need more time. Right. Derek says to the guy, I need more time, which also at one point, there's a period from day one to day seven and day seven is after the funeral and Derek goes to Weber in the bar and is like, Hey, like you're running out of time. And he's like, I need a minute to think like, I, dude, you told you a week ago, you've had a minute. You've had a lot of minutes to think actually, but he goes back. Derek goes back to the, the board guy and he's like, I need more time. And the board guy's like, I can give you press. I can give you money and I can give you benefits. But what I cannot give you is more time. So buck up, figure out your shit. Yeah. All of my thoughts are this. Weber will remain chief of surgery. Okay. He's not going anywhere yet. That's my prediction. Okay. But I don't like the coup. I don't like the whole coup thing. I don't like these cuckoo cano. We're not doing <laughs> that shit. Um. Yeah, so what Derek says is, oh, wait, sorry, this is the later one. When he initially goes to Richard and he says, I know this is like the day. This is before Callie has even decided about the organs. Um, Derek says, I know this is the worst possible moment, but we need to talk. The board is planning a coup. They're saying you've dropped the ball. Our rank isn't coming up. They want to oust you. They're asking me to support it. They're asking me to step up and take the job. So I'm going to say this as a Derek hater. This is such a good move. Like, this is a very noble move. Like, immediately goes to Richard and is like, I want to give you the opportunity to keep your job because it's your job. And he has, you know, there's a history with him and Richard. Richard brought him there offering him this job. So I think that's important, especially with knowing how just, like, uncontrollably selfish and narcissistic Derek is. I think this is very out of character, but in the best possible way. <laughs> so I have to give credit well, where credit's healed. due. He's healed. He's done no work, but he's healed. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> sounds familiar. What? <laughs> Who? <laughs> um, so yeah, I think, uh, I do think that I have to give credit to Derek cause I think that's very noble and it doesn't like, there's no moment where we see him like, um, struggling with that decision. I think that he's just like, I have to tell Richard, like, I'm going to be honest with him. I'm going to give him the opportunity to like do whatever he can do to make this not be, you know, the way things play out. What I also like about this, this version of Derek that I have in my head for this moment mm-hmm. is Derek's like, I want to win, but I don't want to win dirty. Yeah. That's kind of where I, my, my head is at, yeah. you know, like I, I want this job. But I want to get this job with Richard's blessing and as he passes his off, off to me. Not with a coup. Not, 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 not with a backstabbing. So I think also, um, well, then we get the scene at the bar where it's right after the funeral. Everyone's at the bar, like post-funeral, you know, when you have like a wake kind of thing. Um, 
and and Derek goes up to him and Richard is like, please not now. And Derek's like, it has been a week and you're avoiding me. And Richard is like, for the love of fuck, not now, you piece of shit. And, <laughs> well, I don't know and, if that was the Derek's exact like, sentence. I am buying you time. Like, I'm on your side. Like, you're not giving me the credit of being incredible. Typical. And Richard is like, uh, you have no idea what I've given for every miscalculation they think there is. There's been so many things that I've done right, but like no one gives me credit for that. No one knows those things. And then Derek's like, I'm on your side. And Richard says, then back off. Like, give me time to think. Let me have a minute. O'Malley was my intern. I'm trying to take a minute. So please back off. And Derek respects that, which I understand. Like it, this is again, when he says it's the worst possible time, it really is because I mean, like, yeah, Richard does deserve this time to grieve, but at the same time, like, this is his job now that's on the line. And so Derek is kind of like walking like this fine line of being like, how far does he need to be pushed? Because he, if he wants to keep his job, he's going to have to fucking do something. Otherwise it's not going to be his job anymore. But at the same time, he's, you know, in the middle of this grief and Derek doesn't want to like push him too far past that. So right. I don't know. It's definitely tricky. And the thing is, is it becomes, the longer time goes on, it's a lose-lose situation for Derek. Yeah. Either he's forced to have to take it and he does irreparable damage to his friendship slash mentorship. Mm-hmm. Or he overplays his let me get some time and now it goes to someone who maybe isn't good for the job. Yeah. Or maybe someone who, like if you watched uh, any of New Amsterdam, they go through a transition and they oust one of the guys and it becomes, a t- it's a terrible person. It's a shit show. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's teetering on a lose-lose situation. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, I'm yawning. Um, but... Well, then later, like Derek is with Jennings again. He's like, I need more time. And Jennings like, I cannot give you more time. I can give you more money and give you more benefits, but I cannot give you more time. And that is happening simultaneously with the Callie thing, which we'll go ahead and get into because that's wrapped up with this, I think. So Callie has gone to Weber and she's like, I put in an application for attending and I haven't heard anything. And Weber says, well, Dr. Who? Chang. Chu Chang. Dr. Chang has decided not to retire because his 401k took a hit because it's 2009 and we're fucking doing this for the 800th time. Right. Um, and he's not retiring and she's like, okay. And he's like, well, I don't have a job to give you. And (laughs) she's like, okay, but like this man does nothing. He is a figurehead and a dinosaur, and I am the one that people call. I am the one that people come to. I am the one who gets sought out because I am the best there is at this hospital. And he's like, well, mm, bummer. I'm not giving you a job because I'm also old. I'm like, okay. Yeah, that was that was Let's weird. Separate. Let's separate our feelings. Yeah, I can't help you because I'm a dinosaur too. The fuck? Yeah. Um... And Callie's like, I am excellent. You're going to regret this. Any other hospital would be thrilled to have me. This is outside now, outside the office. He's, she's like walking away and yelling at him and he's like chasing her down. And she says, don't say my name. I'm too big of a star for you to say my name. I build arms out of nothing and legs like God. And when I win the Harper Avery and every other prize there is, you will rue this day chief forever. That's right. I said, rue. And that's when 
Jennings is talking to Derek right there. And he's like, hmm, we're running a real tight ship here, Weber. Good job. And you get kind of this subtle, like, nod from Derek of disappointment because you're like, dude, I'm doing everything I can to help yeah. you keep your fucking job. And what, what are you doing pissing off Callie? What the fuck are you doing pissing off her? Yeah. And then she gets in the elevator with Miranda and she just like starts crying and Bailey, she's like, I just like, can't, she's like, I can't take anything else. Like, she's like, normally she would ask her what's wrong, but she can't take anything else being wrong. So she's just like, doesn't even look at her. Doesn't look at her. Doesn't touch her. Doesn't nothing. That's that honestly is probably just as gut wrenching as Callie originally having the hyperventilating scene. Yeah. Because you know, Bailey's the kind of person who cares. And at this yeah. point, she has nothing to give. She has no bandwidth, like literally none. Yeah. I want to circle back on something real quick because okay. I wasn't fully understanding this scene. Are we supposed to be led to believe that Callie is like really good? Yes. Yes. I feel like I've missed that. No. I know she's good in this hospital. But is she seen, like, are we supposed to believe that she is, like, uh, a national level orthopedic surgeon? Well, I think, so she's, at this point, again, she's not an attending. She's a fifth-year resident. So she was the chief resident. She did that poorly, but that's admin stuff. She's been great at her job. There was that, remember that homeless guy was getting crushed crushed by the bus, or by the, not the bus, that was George, um, by the garbage truck? And she was, like, building his bones. And she was successful. But he died because the other people weren't able to save him. But she was successfully doing that. And that the girl that Izzy donated the money to where she was, like, completely bent over. But she, like, built her a new spine or some yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. She, I think she's excellent in the way that she does things that other people don't do. She's very innovative. And she's very excellent. So I okay. think those two together are what set her apart. Got it. That's helpful context because I think the show has gotten so crazy and so dramatic and mm-hmm. everyone that we come across, Addison, Mark, Derek, Burke, Han, these people are world renowned. Right. And I well, think that it becomes all of a sudden like, Oh, just you're all great. It's unimpressive. But then we have this scene where she's where she says, "I'm gonna win the Harper Avery. I'm gonna blah blah blah. I'm incredible. Yeah. Like I'm a god. I every hospital is lucky, lucky to have me." I have to kind of take that minute of like, "Well, how good is she? Is she good in this hospital, or is she good at a macro level?" And I appreciate you walking me through that. Well, That's, I, I think forgot to about be those good things. at this hospital in this show. Number twelve used to be yeah. It used to mean a lot. Right, because they were number, like, three, they said at some point. They were either two or three, right? So there's, like, and the other hospitals they mention are real. So there's, like, Mayo Clinic, there's Johns Hopkins. Like, these are, no like, the names that we as plebeians know as good good (laughs) institutions. And so they're equating their institution as one of those. So even at, at number 12, like, that's still pretty good for the whole country. That's still pretty good. Obviously they want to be like top 10. They want to be top three, top five, whatever. But, um, so I think being good at this hospital is a big deal. Um, that's fair. That's good. But I, I see what you're saying where it's like, everyone here is so good. Does it matter? <laughs> like, but yeah, I just forget. I think it's like, I have a superstar fatigue, you know, <laughs> 
everyone is so good. It's yeah. like it's like when that there's that saying in in the workplace, if you prioritize everything, you prioritize nothing. Yeah. If everyone in this hospital is good, no one is good. Mm-hmm. It's just tough. What? Was it this show or was it some other show where they're like, if everyone is special, that means nobody is? I don't know what that's from. I think you're thinking of The Incredibles with Syndrome. I think you're correct. Yes. If everyone's Dash incredible. Says something about that. The he, well, it's the villain. He says, no, but if I think Dash also says something about it. Does he? When they're like telling him he can't run fast because like everyone is special or something. I don't know. Anyways, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Irrelevant. Um, this this podcast is now Disney canon. <laughs> oh um, goodness, that's funny. Yeah. Um, so, anything else on the Derek and Richard storyline? My, I think my, my official prediction, I think I said this already, is Richard remains chief of surgery. Mm. Currently in this state, I don't think the coup is going to be successful. I also, as we're talking about the rankings, I feel like it's got to have been some time since the last ranking came out. It was the beginning of season five. Okay. Which has been, I don't know, four days probably. Oh boy. (laughs) Well, at least. 10 days since we've gotten to this point. But I would imagine that maybe there's something where the rankings come back and they've been able to make a recovery and it takes the wind out of the board sales to, to oust him. But yeah, I was going to say, do you think the the board just like drops the ball or he actually does something or it's an outside source, like an outside force that changes them? I think it's going to be an out. It's going to be an outside force. I think, I think they're going to find that the people that they want to offer the job inside the hospital are too loyal to Weber mm-hmm. and, or, or they, they could go the route of bringing an external person in and it's a, it's a temporary thing. Like they had, uh, Courtney Cox was in a couple episodes of scrubs as the chief of chief of medicine. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, no, she's shit. Let's get rid of her. Mm-hmm. So maybe the, maybe the the coup works, but it's no one from inside Seattle Grace. It's an external person, and then we just have to deal with a season, and that they're the antagonist for the season. Mm-hmm. Okay, it that's could fair. be. It's it's one. I, I that's actually that's gonna be my official prediction. Okay. That right there. So it just goes back to Weber. It will go back to Weber, but I think there's gonna be a period of time where Weber is not it. Okay. Um. Sounds good. Uh, okay. Um, so we'll move on to, um, Arizona's patient. Should we? Uh, yeah, that works for me. Okay. Um, so Arizona has a teenager come into the OR or ER rather really early on in the episode when like Georgia's still dead on the table, but everyone knows that he's died. So everyone's crying and sobbing, but still trying to be doctors. Um, So this woman brings her son in. He's like a teenager. He's having like horrendous pains where he collapses. He throws up. He just like can't be a person because of this, how bad his, his pain is. And their pediatrician told them it was growing pains, uh, which does seem like a, you know, like I'm blowing this off. Like you're annoying me, whatever. It doesn't seem like a thorough diagnosis. Um, and so, she 
brings him to the ER and, and there she's Arizona's like, you're right. That's not normal. Like I'm going to run some tests. We're going to figure this out. Um, and then Callie comes over and they have a little moment where she's like, Oh, go home, cry, scream, be upset, eat donuts. I ate donuts, whatever. And then she goes back to the mom and the mom's like, do I need to go somewhere else? Cause like everyone is sobbing and shaking and like, what's happening here? Is this hospital an okay place to be? Which is honestly like, it's fair. (laughs) It's a fair question. Like her son is in immense pain. She's already gone to somewhere else. Like this is her second opinion. Like I feel like it's fair. Yes. It kind of comes off like harsh, but if you're an outsider and you just are looking around and everyone's like a puddle, you're like, is the hospital closing? Like, is like, is the hospital about to, go bankrupt like what's happening <laughs> well that's when you make the the foot and mouth joke and you go well who died guys and that's when they're all like it was george george <laughs> yeah. died so like I oh mean, ee, tough arizona, crowd arizona says like you know there was an accident one of our people died and the mom's like this is this this is my kid this is my person he's my only person and arizona's like heard like i will make him my person we will figure this out together so she runs tests nothing comes back she's like oh he has mild scoliosis but, you know, with the growth spurt, that could explain the pain. And well, the mom's hold like, on. Pause. Because that, yes. that happens a little bit later. We've, we, have, we skipped over a very important scene with oh, Arizona okay. and Bailey. Is that one now or later? I thought you were going to go to the Weber scene. No, no, no. Arizona and yeah, Bailey yeah, yeah. on the bench. You're right. You're right. So we get. Th- so here's the thing. I, I'm really enjoying Arizona as a character. She's compelling. She's quirky. She's in a relationship with one of my favorite characters currently. She's She's got a good energy to her. Mm-hmm. So she goes to the scene and she basically is sitting there with Bailey. And Bailey's on the bench, just a mess, right? Mm-hmm. Keeping it all inside, but a mess. And Arizona is like, I need to talk through this. I think better when I can talk through things. And Bailey basically is like, you know, George died, right? <laughs> like George, our he George works here, yeah. in this hospital. He, he's a, he's a, a resident. You heard of him. And Arizona just is very kind. She's like, look, I, I get it. I hear you, but this person is alive. And I need you to work. I need you to talk through this. This living patient. This person who's alive right now. Please. And Kelsey, I... When (laughs) when Bailey is clenching her teeth... Like when her voice cracks. But she starts to talk through it with her. And she's... Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. fuck <laughs> yeah yep that's about it i mean there's that's just, about it that's just not much else to say it's just like <sighs> so so hard to watch and so well executed as like from an acting standpoint obviously there's there's so much to this episode and mm-hmm. like these these episodes together right but like is this is this scene one that stood out to you that you remembered watching live or was this like one that as you're re as you go through your rewatches, you're like, Oh yeah, this scene, Actually, where, where does no. this rank for you? This is a, this one's great. Um, but this is not one that I really remembered occurring in this episode. 
Um, I remember like Callie screaming at Weber and I remember Callie hyperventilating and the whole funeral thing, fucking Amanda, not shutting up, but um, she never stops crying. (laughs) I didn't remember this one, but God bless it. It is so good. And again, I was just like, it's such a good, like, this is, this is where I was like, the world keeps going no matter who you have lost or like how big your losses or how big your grief feels like the world keeps going and it fucking sucks. And like, no, no shade to Arizona. She's right. She's like this really sad thing happened. And like, I am sad for the people in our hospital who have lost someone for his parents, for his family, like, and also I want to help this patient who is here, who I can help. Because I can't help George, but I can help this kid potentially. And I need help. I need you to help me help him. It's also, I think it's a really nice gesture by Arizona because she takes, she's going to take the, the, the general surgery spot, mm-hmm. right? We, we've mm-hmm. landed on that. She's taking it. Yeah. Yeah. But still, the, the, her and Arizona have been through such a journey mm-hmm. that... And Arizona knows she's a... At the end of the day, she's a great doctor. Right. And a great um, ped surgeon or general surgeon, wherever she ends up. She's she's doing a great job being a doctor. And that's not lost on Arizona. And yeah. someone who can help you is someone who can help you at the end of the day, regardless of... Um, you know, the background or where they land or, you know, what your journey that you've been on professionally is. And I I do think it's big of Arizona to hear what Bailey said to her in the finale about how, you know, Tuck was like, I'm going to leave you if you do this. So it is a big decision for her. And she's not shaming her for putting her family first or making that tough decision. She's like, okay, you know, we're still peers. We can still work together and we can still have this respect for each other and help each other. Yeah, it, it's it adds it adds to Arizona. Mm-hmm. I I'm a fan of her and her character. Who what's the name of the uh the actress that plays Arizona? Jessica Capshaw. Jessica Capshaw. Okay. Let's just say Arizona has capshawed my heart. That was ten out of ten. Thank Impeccable. You. Thank you. I loved I normally hate them, but that one brilliant. <laughs> No notes. Gosh, yeah, that one. That just it. It felt right. That one came. That would. Mm, that would hit. That would hit. So natural. Goodness. Okay. Anything else? I know. I know. We we kind of backtracked there a little bit. But where where else were you going with your notes for uh, um, this this character? Well, she's like, if this you know if this doesn't go away, then we'll run tests later. And Andy's mom's like, why don't you run them now? And she's like, well, because they're like <laughs> right. the spinal taps and those hurt. It's going to stick a giant needle in his spine. Um, and, and then the mom says, are you sure about this? And Arizona says, no, I'm not, but I will write you this, you know, prescription to help with the pain. I am here if you need me. And I hope you don't need me. Um, obviously then they come back. And yeah. It's gotten worse. We need and- you. <laughs> And so she orders um, the 3D emergent 3D MRI. Is that what it was? Yes, because Weber was big mad about it. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yep.
and where is it? Well, I can't find it. Um, Weber comes in and he's like, why did you do this? Like, do you just think the hospital's going to pay for this? And she's like, well, their insurance is like, it's going to take a long time and we need these answers now and all this stuff. And it's fucked up. Insurance is fucked up. I had a lot of feelings about that. Yeah. And my question, if there's anyone out here who works in medical billing or insurance or things like that, what I need to know is, do they get charged for the trip to the MRI? Because that feels like a capitalist America thing to happen. There's a fee. Maybe they didn't get into the machine, but they still have to pay $1,000 to walk up to the machine and observe it. I don't think that's the case i'm a little bit being facetious i'm almost surprised it's not though (laughs) right um emergent 3d mri in arizona said this patient's mother's insurance will take weeks to get mri and a specialty pain referral and richard's like oh you thought the hospital was paid for it and she's like well i just and then he's like i don't want to hear it discharge the patient refer him back to his physician which is bad doctoring i'm sorry it's the bad doctoring. Why do you need what? If he needs a 3d MRI, why can't he fucking get one? Yeah. Maybe it's not bad doctoring. Maybe it's bad fucking healthcare bullshit. Well, it's, it's a little bit of doctoring. Yeah. 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 But obviously, you know, this is coming off of Richard's bullshit with the board and with Derek and all that bullshit. Um, so yeah, good times. Um, she, she said that sarcastically. It's bad yeah. times. It's the bad it's, times. It's the bad place. Healthcare yes. in America is the bad place. Yeah. Which sucks. Cause we don't like, even need the Ted quality of healthcare is good. Yeah. Like the doctors are good. Just not set up for success by the system. In yeah. my opinion. Yeah. <sighs> So we'll move on to um, a word from our regional sponsors. And we're back. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, you guys now, can't see back in behind the curtain, but I was like waving at Kelsey and I was, I was just the, the worst, the worst charades partner in that. I'm just waving my hand around. <laughs> Yeah, and you, like you put two and two together. To the corner of a door. But I figured yeah. it out. Yeah, you got there. Um, okay. Let's talk. Um, we'll talk Clara the and then we'll just boat. kind of go. Yeah, yeah, we'll do Clara first and then we'll kind of do just the odd odds and ends that we have left. Um, okay. So at the beginning of the scene, am- oh, Owen and Christina waiting for the ambulance. Gentle handhold. A gentle handhold. So kind. So respectful. Um, And then this girl was in a boating accident in Puget Sound. And both of her arms got cut off by the boat. And also something is wrong with her leg. And so they take her in. And the other two girls get out of the boat. And they're like, we have her arms. And they're blue. It's disgusting. And so It was wild. And then Mark yeah. is like, oh, I can work with this. I got this. I'm like, what oh, yeah. do like, you wow. mean? Well, I guess it's really clean cuts. If it's cleaner cuts, then like there's less nerve damage, I think is what they typically say in this show. I don't know about real life. If it's a clean cut, then it's typically easier to clean it and reattach it. But 
I'm concerned at the waterlogged nature and well, lack of oxygen. I guess, I guess. Well, it's not a brain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just have to suspend belief, I guess. <laughs> not a um, doctor. <laughs> shocked. Uh, okay. So, uh, yeah, they, they had been... She's like, that was so gross. And the girl, the other girl goes, you just saved her life. She goes, do you think so? Yeah, no. think so? Uh, no, you did I hate not those save girls. her life. Yeah, they suck. Um, Disclaimer. So this girl's story is just so sad. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Um, so they tell them to wait. Um, so that they can come and update them and, or no, 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 sorry. First they're asking her like, Oh, does she have allergies or anything? Like any, is she on any medication? And the other girl's like, she's not our friend. We just met her on the plane over from Sydney. We're backpacking through the States. Like she's nice, but we don't know her. And, uh, they, they are able to tell her her name at least. And, um, they give her the backpack and, uh, they're like, should, should we stay? And they're like, yes. And then they don't. That was the last we see of them. There's no staying involved. They leave. They got to go to well, Burning Man. I was going to say, yeah, you know, Burning Man. It's Burning Man. I've never been to Burning Man. I also have it. And this year there was a whole thing. Did you see it this year where they were trapped there for like three days after it ended? No. What? It's like in the middle of a desert in Vegas or in Nevada, rather, like outside of Vegas. And um, because it's like a different ground, it rained really hard on like the last day. But because it's like not mud, it's like clay. So no one could get in or out. So everyone was just trapped there. I did not know that. That sounds <laughs> yeah, terrible. It was wild. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, at some point, Christina goes out to update them and they're gone. So she tells Lexi that she has to be her friend because she's going to have like dozens more surgeries and just horrendous recovery period. Um, and she needs a support system and she's Christina's like, well, I'm not fucking doing it. So you're going to do it, which obviously like Lexi would be good at that. And she is good at that. We see that. So, you know who else would have been good at that? George, George, (laughs) probably is he. Yeah. Um, uh, so these fucking bitches be sending her a postcard. That's so rude. That is, that's messed up. Yeah. Messed up. Um, so, uh, they, they, you know, they're going to continue to be able to do these surgeries that they have a plan of treatment for Clara. They're going to be able to like do these surgeries. They reattached her arms. Um, they had to take one of the legs off. Uh, but she has her other leg, but her arm, they, they expect her arms to like recover. Um, but she will not call her mother and tell her that this has happened. As a parent, this was a fucking nightmare. I was yeah. like, I don't ever want to let my children leave my sight ever. Yeah. Brutal. The thing that's messed up with this is so the, the girl's like rationalizing it, right? She's like, I, my mom, no, you guys, you don't get it. My mom, she says she made me from scratch, which by the way, yeah. you are not Shmi Skywalker and you are not born of the force out of midi chlorians, lady. <laughs> get yourself together. You're not made from actual scratch, okay? You're made from a sperm and an egg. Yeah. In 
a uterus. <laughs> Uter. Uterus. So I get being too proud to like want help. But you better believe that if I like, what are you going to do? You're going to show up for Thanksgiving one year with no leg and then tell your mom what's what's the end game? What's the goal? Obviously, a lot of things happen, you know, after that um, with Lexi and the freaking panic attack. My gosh. Yeah. But it's it's a traumatic thing. And she needs a support system. And yeah, I wish she doesn't have it. And she's lying. No. She's like keeping up this charade. Yeah. And she's just like, she has no one. I mean, she has Lexi. Yes. And Lexi's being wonderful and sweet and kind and supportive and loving, but she doesn't know her. She doesn't like, I'm sure she feels very alone. She's in a hospital bed in another country. Yeah. It's times like these that I wish they would have gotten the psych consults out a little bit sooner. Yeah. Could we like, if I lose both my arms and they're getting reattached, I need a psych consult. Even stat. with a support system. I would yeah. love a psych consult. Like, hey, uh, should we just talk about how I may never be able to play guitar again? Like, is that something that I mentally I need us to talk through that, guys? I need yeah. I need I need help. I need help now. <laughs> I I would need help then. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness. It's so, just so just weird. Lots of lying, then the whole made from scratch thing, and um, you know, just writing all the letters, and then at the very end, Lexi is um is like, you know, you're so lucky to be alive. It's a miracle, and Claire is like, "Fuck you! You should have let me die. I don't want to be alive like this." Which is uh, say what now? <laughs> heavy, and then she yeah. starts like thrashing around and her arms are newly stitched on. So they immediately start bleeding, which is h- horrible and also horrific and Terrifying. disgusting. That's like a uh, horror movie shit. Yeah, truly. So the stitches are coming across. She's thrashing. You see where her arms were ripped off her. Also, can I just, I gotta, I gotta understand. So how did she get into the propeller? She was thrown from a boat into another boat? she was on the boat. No, I think she fell off the back of the boat and then maybe was, like, pulled under in the current. Because if you fall off the back, the current can, like, and the boat is going. The current, it's I mean, it's going. You're not, like, necessarily. If you just fall, it's not like you're getting thrown, right? That's fair. Let me see. Let me see what they say. Let me see what they say. It makes me never want to go on a boat. That's for sure. Between that and did you watch any of the Netflix documentary about the... The, the guys who, like, covered up the murder uh, down in the south somewhere. Oh, Alec Murdoch. Yeah. Thank you. I gave you I very little to that, go off I, of, and I, you really I got there quick. I read a lot about it while it was happening, and it's fucking... Gnarly. It's fucking... Whatever... They're lying. Whatever they're saying isn't true. I think he did it, but someone else had to have helped him. There's It doesn't make... It doesn't track. Anyways, okay. Um... Yeah, it says she was thrown off the boat and pulled into the propellers. That's all it says. Mm. Mm. Terrible. In these last couple of episodes, we've been faced with a lot of people who are creating parameters around their life or lack of quality of life. We get Izzy wanting to sign the DNR. 
and we get mm-hmm. this girl who's like, oh, you should have let me die. No arms and one leg. What kind of way yeah. is that to live? Well, like I was able to, wa- I moved my, it's just I moved my fingers. Work. Right. Uh, I, no, I, I get that. But also yeah. as a person, like that's also easy for us to say because we've never yeah. gone through a limb reattachment surgery. But or when she kind of, of major recovery. Right. She, she like one pinky moved and Lexi was like, oh my God, girl, <laughs> good for you. That's harsh. Yeah. That's not, that's not, uh, that's not harsh. She was being very kind. That's a harsh reality. Yeah. But it brings into the question of like, what, what is the quality of life? What, what is, what is life when you can't do those things or whatever? But yeah, then you get that, that deadpan to Bailey at the end. I know. And the voiceover that Meredith has, it says, in medical school, we have a hundred classes that teach us how to fight off death and not one listen, lesson in how to go on living. Oh. Incredible. Why'd you have to go so hard, Meredith? Damn. Damn, Shonda, you fucking wrecking us. Coming Shit. back into season six, like, Yeah, seriously. It's like a meerkat. They are taking no prisoners. Meredith's yeah. voiceovers, Shonda's writing, Chandra's acting, acting. Or I should say Ellen's voiceover. Yeah. But damn. Um, and she's just sitting there. She is a broken woman. She is she just is. like, this woman is thrashing in this room next to me, and I'm not even going to look. Yeah. I don't. Can't look at Callie having to break down. Can't look at this patient losing her damn mind. They didn't page me. Not my problem. <sighs> I don't know. have it. I okay. just, I gave it all on a bench with Arizona. I got nothing left. Uh, so a couple more little things to note before we get into rank ratings and predictions. Um, Owen and Christina, not allowed to have sex. Great scene. Great scene. Loved it. I thought they were going to bone and they did not. They didn't. They have a, the therapist said, don't have sex because you'll lose yourself before you find yourself. And then they make the burying joke about the penis in the vaginas. Very on brand for you. I know you like Love that. It. Love it. Um, and that's when we get the ceviche nickname, which is that's dark when... and so, so funny. It's, um, what is it? It's uh, very Christina. No, what's the split, splithy? Pithy. 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 Gosh. It is windy as fuck at my house. Damn. See a Jesus. cat cat flying around? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so then um, other things. Um, Amanda shows back up at the ER and she's like, I can't sleep. I'm just, I feel so bad. Which like, again, I feel bad for her, but shut the fuck up. It's hard to feel bad for her when I know all of the other people. Yeah. They don't know her. And I also found her annoying because she was on that other show. So <laughs> uh, may have a little bit of baggage there. medication and she's like, fucking go to sleep. Yeah. Although Meredith does a nice job. She's like, I'll get you some medicine because the loss of sleep, sleep can lead to dangerous. We can see we've seen. Remember that episode of private practice? We've seen some dangerous things happen to people who don't get sleep. OK. Charlotte. Oh, and the and the, the girl, the, the girl yeah. from suits he named her but i loved her uh okay and then um what was the other thing i was gonna say oh there was a moment uh earlier in the episode 
again, um, this is like when, right when they figured out it's George and Meredith is sitting at a computer and Derek comes in and is like, do you need to go home? No. Did you eat? No. Can you eat? No. Did you cry? No. And she's like, he says, well, maybe if you cry and she goes, you know what? You just being here helps. Don't say anything, but you being here is helpful. And I liked that moment for the two of them. Um, and, uh, was there anything else? are missing like there is was something else i wanted to talk about uh uh yeah hold on alex and izzy walking home and Derek and meredith are just boning on the stairs yes Um, and then oh yeah he fucking gives them the airstream which you predicted something like that i don't remember word for word what you said but there was something you had predicted where you were like they're gonna go live are you pulling up the prediction sheet I don't have access to it. Oh, you still don't yet. have it. Okay, let yeah. me find it. Alicia. Um, <laughs> leave her be. She is doing this out of the <laughs> kindness of her heart. I actually don't want it. Alicia, I don't want it. I, I don't even want to run the risk of something getting in there that I that I get spoiled on. Yeah. The last thing I need is an Excel sheet to ruin my life. I love yeah, Excel sheets too much. I actually spent a lot of time making an Excel sheet for work, and I posted it to my my team chat the other day, and people oh, are loving good it. good for you. Yeah, lots mm-hmm. of lots of data and formulas. Love a good spreadsheet when it serves it. its purpose. Um, no, okay, so yeah, they walk in on uh, Derek and Meredith having sex on the stairs. To which Izzy says, "Doesn't that hurt?" <laughs> which is a good question. The answer is no. It doesn't hurt people. <laughs> Speaking um, from experience, I I see that. Thank you. Yeah, but were they hardwood? <laughs> there was some hardwood. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, Alex, uh, gets, did you find me have a, did I have a prediction of it? Did I have a, did I predict I'm something along those lines? It. Oh, okay. But now it doesn't make sense because, oh, because you had said like, oh, if they had stayed together, they would do something. So that prediction might not be on here because you were like, well, if Izzy lived, then this would happen, but she's going to oh. die. So it doesn't matter. Got it. I'm still right. So I think what we're trying, we're all trying to, in, in those exact words, say, Carmen, you're correct, I think is what well, you're trying to say. Mm, I, well, you predicted something along the lines of if they had, if Izzy didn't die, but it won't matter because she did die, but she didn't die. Um, so anyways, um, so uh, yeah, they, they're they going to live in the Airstream. Also, Callie That's kind of cute. That's kind of cute. And Mark sees the apartment across the way from her. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, that place is nice. Is it for sale? What did you say? Shh, 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 shh. It's okay. It's I okay, love little, I love it's okay, little birdie. So much. Um, and also Mark finding Lexi in the lounge because she's like, "Oh, I was gonna clean out George's locker, but now I'm sad." And this this Mark moment, yes, could not be more carbon coated. This <laughs> Mark moment is so carbon coated. It is absolutely ridiculous. He says, do you want to ride home? And he, she's like, oh, I was going to clean out his locker. And then she like feels bad because she, you know, she was like, I was a bad friend. I just stopped being his friend because he didn't like me. Like I liked him, all this stuff. And Mark goes, this may be bad timing, but I got to ask, what did that guy have? I mean, he wasn't much to look at, but you and Stevens and Torres. First of all, he's also forgetting Meredith as well. 
tell the truth. Was he, you know, hung? That's, I know it's said bad timing, but seriously, it was kind of a dorky little dude, which is, it is a, it, it lightens the moment. Lexi is kind of like brought back into it, but she's still sad, but. Also, George and Lexi never had sex. No, he didn't. They did not. Yeah. And do I really even want to count Meredith and him as having sex? Yes, I just... they did. They had sex. <sighs> I want you to know that I actually forgot about that whole storyline. <laughs> Remember when they kept showing it at the beginning of every recap? <laughs> yes. Like, ugh, I don't need this anymore. I do yeah. remember that now. So Gosh. anyways, nice moment between Mark and Lexi. Unclear where we were in the finale to how we got here, but it's fine. <laughs> Cause I I'll believe our, your prediction was that, um, they're broken up. They won't speak to each other except for, um, work. Well, this is work. Not, it's not. No, no guys. I'm going to go ahead and I'm, I'm accepting the L on this one. I yeah, was wrong. Yeah. Okay. So was there anything else we needed to add before we. No, that things? is it. That is it. Um, I think in my notes, I made I made a reference about how the the girl, the uh, the motorboat girl, is uh, Star Wars canon because she was born in the Force. Hmm. Uh, and then just Arizona, just really being great. Yeah. Okay. Um. Cool. Okay. So let's rate it first. You go first. This is a solid four. This is a fellow mm-hmm. four out of five for me. Okay. I I will just explain. George is dead, you guys. <laughs> I think the shock factor alone would bump it up a little higher. <laughs> Everything else kind of is a little boring on the rest of the show. It was so high to start the episode. And then you have this weird roller coaster of guys. It's not even George. Oh, no, it's George. Uh, (laughs) Weird, weird beginning, weird roller coaster beginning. Liked it. Still great episode. This is still far better than the average episode. But I I just I I could I could go up to a 4.2. I could I could be convinced to go up to a 4.2. But it's not a five. It's not a five for me. The shot. Think about think about the Bailey scenes, right? Think about the Bailey scenes of it. And that, that those that's that's what brought me up those extra couple yeah. points there. Uh, I think I'm going to do four point five because again for me what takes it down from a five is that whole it's not George like I don't I that really takes you out of it and it's really bizarre. But I think it's funny because you don't like that and I did like that. I thought I th- oh think- they're they're really <laughs> fucking with you now. <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, but yeah, uh, I think the the portrayals of grief and, and how it looks different for everyone and how, you know, the world just keeps on going on and you have to figure out what that looks like um, in your in your grief journey um, and figuring that out and like seeing the reaper. Oh, we also didn't talk about that. Izzy got discharged. Oh, well, we kind of did because they yeah. we said that they that's walked they in. Found them. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Izzy got discharged. Izzy doesn't live at the hospital anymore. Um, so, yeah, it's. um. I definitely think it's a good solid start to a season. Like it's setting up. This is the new normal, you know, George is dead and Izzy's not in the hospital anymore. And something's going on with the chief. Something's going on with Callie. Mark and Lexi are kind of fine. Derek and Meredith are married and this is where we're at right now. So. 
I feel good with those. I feel good with those rankings. I would like to know what you would like for me to predict. Um, do you have anything for Mark and Lexi? Since I, I'm gonna are confused. I they're together still. They're together still. That's my prediction. Right now they are, but do you have a prediction for what will happen? They will be together still. Okay, (laughs) they will stay together. They they're gonna be together. I, I think all season. This is going to be an all season thing for them. I okay. still really want to see them be together. I want to see them get married. Mm-hmm. I like them together. But she's not going to move in. But they're going to get married. But she's not going to move in. <laughs> no. I want them to be married. But oh, I'm not I predicting see. they'll get married. Okay. Um, Meredith and Derek. They, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for the other boot to drop. Derek is going to die. <laughs> George just died. Man, can you imagine if they killed off Derek next episode? <laughs> I think, I feel like the show would have maybe gotten canceled. <laughs> Derek is not going to die next episode, but Derek will eventually... Derek is going to leave the show through death. Okay, when? Season 10. Okay. Um, season 9. Okay. Mm, season 8. Season 19. Season 10 is my official okay. season 10. Um, and, uh, but do you have anything about Derek and Meredith right now? <laughs> They're going to get pregnant from all the sex. Okay. By season six, episode seven, Meredith will be pregnant. Okay. Um, With twins. uh, Alex and Izzy. I have no fucking idea what's going on here. (laughs) In my mind, Izzy is still dead. Izzy did not make it out of season five. So I don't know. I'm so lost. You can't. I'm happy for Alex. And I'm happy for Izzy. But like, I don't understand. If Denny shows up one more fucking time, I will be so pissed. Happy <laughs> and pissed. Um, I'm here for you, Izzy Stevens. So, so I'm sorry. Do you think she dies still? She's going to die. Okay. When? Season six, <laughs> season six finale, and she <laughs> dies in a bus, pushing Alex out of the way. But no, it's the same free. girl. Amanda sees her at the bus stop. <laughs> Amanda goes, "Don't I know you?" Oh my gosh, look at the bus! <sighs> the Stop same talking. bus driver. <laughs> that bus driver should maybe be fired. <laughs> There needs to be an internal investigation. <laughs> he went a, a full city block without knowing. Yeah. Uh, public uh, transit, just killing our, killing our finest medical professionals. Um, okay. Anyone else? Uh, Bailey. Uh, I don't have an exact Bailey prediction, but I'm going to make a prediction for season six. Okay. It's been a while since we've had a gunshot wound mm-hmm. to, a, to a hospital member. Mm-hmm. In season six, someone's going to get shot. Okay. Because we haven't had anyone of our people get shot since 
Burke. Right? Correct. So someone's going to yes. get shot in this season. Okay. Yeah. There's been gunshot wounds, but I don't think it's been any of our people. Yes. That feels right. So season six is going to be the season of the gunshot. Okay. Uh, and with Weber, you said he keeps his job. Someone outside comes in. Yeah, they're, they're going to oust him somehow, and then they're going to get him back in. Okay. I think that's I think that's my official prediction is there's going to be a period where he does lose the chief of surgery position. It's not going to be very long. I'm thinking like maybe three, four episodes. So from from episode three through six or three through seven, we'll have a different chief of surgery. He's going to get ousted next episode. Uh, but. But it's an outsider who takes the job. Yeah. Yeah. Derek's going to turn it down. Okay. Um, okay. I think uh, I think that's it for predictions. Is there anybody else you want to talk about? I I think Christina I just want to know when. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're going to have sex before he heals himself. Okay. I mean. We will have to say props to Owen. He's doing a great job. with. He's really, she is not making it easy for him though. She which I mean, res- she's mad respect, at the therapist respect. Yeah. She calls her a prude, which is very yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm really vibing with, uh, with hunt right now. I kind of am really wanting i want to see i never thought i'd say this i want to see more meredith right now yeah i'm i now that you know what it's more enjoyable to watch her with derek now that she's healed she's worked hard she's in a solid place career-wise it feels good um feels good you know obviously george died so that sucks but like they just it feels good with the marriage like it feels good and that's more that's something that's like more i want to watch that more than the the constant back and forth of the first five seasons yeah, it's uh ooh, yawn. Ooh. Uh, it is four AM somewhere. <laughs> I I I think about going back and rewatching these episodes and I'm like, I just I don't wanna have to sit through Meredith. Yeah. Or I mean, you or could watch them George. on one point five speed. <laughs> I could. Or I could just we listen, to, listen our podcast. to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. On one point five speed. I'm gonna listen to our podcast on two point oh speed and see what happens. Oh my god, I can't even imagine what we would sound like. How Fuck. Uh so yeah, okay. I think that's it then. Do we have anything else to say? That's it. Take us take us there, Sketch. What? You never seen that movie? No. <laughs> Lilo and Sketch? No. <laughs> There's a movie called That Thing You Do. Okay, hold on, everyone. This is a classic rom-com. Tom Hanks, Liv Tyler, Steve Zahn. It's about a one-hit wonder band, and Tom Hanks is the manager, okay? They win a, they win a, a talent show, and they go on to become one-hit wonders. At one point, they're playing this live show, and Lenny leans over to the drummer and goes, Take us there, Skitch. And Skitch is the drummer. He's Guy Guy Patterson. Steve Zahn is the lead guitar player. This other guy plays the drummer, but his nickname is Skitch. Why? Ask Tom Hanks. I don't know, Kelsey. <laughs> okay. 
But his wife is in the movie and his son is in the movie. Tom Hanks. Thank you guys so much for listening. I don't know why you do. Take us there, Sketch. <laughs> okay. Um, Lilo and Sketch <laughs> coming to theaters near you. All right. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Grey's Academy Pod. You can email Grey's Academy Pod at gmail.com. Carmen has access to neither of those. Um, and so, spoily free. No, you can spoil things there. He won't see them. Um, don't message him spoilers. Uh, if you want to talk wild spoilies, you can join us on Patreon to get access to our Discord where we have a whole thread that he is not on that is literally being utilized right now in this exact moment as we're recording. Um, we also have a thread he is on where there are obviously no spoilies. Um, you can also follow us individually, chaotically Kelsey, carbon.gabriel.official. Leave us a rating, a review. Please share, share, share. Tell your friends, tell your family. We just made the reel of Carmen reacting to George. You can share that. Help new people find us. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, and remember, if you see Carmen walking down the street. Just remember to not push anyone in front of a bus. And no spoilers. We will see you all in the next one for the finale of this two-parter. And uh, the official, the official send off for our favorite George O'Malley doctor named person, person named George O'Malley that we've ever met. I've never met another George O'Malley, but we'll see you all in the next one. <laughs>